0: The Holy Gospel is written in the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the ninth verse. Glory to Christ our Savior. Jesus told a parable which was aimed at those who were sure of their own goodness and looked down on everyone else. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax gatherer. The Pharisee stood up and prayed thus, I thank you, O God, that I'm not like the rest of men, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or for that matter, like this tax gatherer. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on all that I get. But the other kept his distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat upon his breast saying, O God, have mercy on me, sinner that I am. It was this man, I tell you, and not the other, who went home acquitted of his sins. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of Christ. Praise to Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please sit for a few moments. Yes, Lent. Lent, says Rowan Williams. Lent, he says, is the season when we try to get ourselves a bit more used to the truth. The truth about ourselves, which is not always very encouraging, but above all the truth about God, which on the contrary is always most encouraging. The season of Lent, he says, with the promise of Easter and new life, presents us with a great challenge. It will be like fire on the earth, as the Bible says. Yet Jesus, who longs to come to us, is coming to us in love. He's coming to set us free. And that's something well worth preparing for and reshaping our lives around. I like that. Yes, to reshape our lives around the reality Of the Easter promise of freedom from the prison house of our little self-centered worlds and to be re-centered in the greater reality of new and abundant life in the risen Christ at Easter. But that of course will only come through the death of the old and letting go of the illusions and delusions of our false egos and all the trappings (laughs) with which we struggle so hard just to keep up appearances. A few moments ago, you were invited to come forward to be ashed. I like to say, to be marked for life. Got it? Marked for life, that's what you are. That new life, the Easter life of the risen Christ. But the new, of course, is only made possible with the death of the old. So as you were marked with the ash, with the sign of the cross, we recall those words of God to Adam, didn't we? What do we say? Remember that you are dust and that to dust you shall return. Or as Paul puts it, as in Adam all die, he says. Yes, but that's not the last word, thank God. For Paul goes on and overtakes the old with the new. Yes, as in Adam all die, he says, but even so in Christ, the new Adam, the first fruits of the new creation, even so in Christ, he says, shall all be made alive. Get alive! That's what Lent's all about. So remember you are dust and dust you shall return, but go on and turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ. That's it. That's the strap line for a holy Lent. So on Ash Wednesday, along with millions of Christians throughout the world today, some of whom are being persecuted, some of whom have been beheaded for their faith, you and I are invited to take a fresh hold on life. In practical terms, that means something like this, I think. Give up for Lent anything which is holding you back from taking up the new. For even things which are quite good in themselves can rob us of the best. But dear brothers and sisters, try this year not to trivialize this glorious season of anticipation. With, you know, we've all done it, I do it. Giving up chocolate or booze, or in my case cheese. In order perhaps just to get slimmer. (laughs) That's not fasting. Lent is not so much a matter, you see, of what you're going to give up, but rather a matter more of what you're going to take up. Ah, giving up something in order that you can take up something better. That's the fasting which is pleasing to God. For this is the season to draw nearer to God, to seek the Lord while he may be found, to be more firmly centered in him, who longs to be re-centred in your heart and mine. And in all of this, giving God a chance just to get a foot in the door. Of course, all or any of those possibilities requires an adjustment of our priorities, doesn't it? How we spend our time, our money, and our energy. But the end product is not doom and gloom. No. So I like to give you three little clues before you leave today. Get up, give up, and take up. Perhaps get out of bed half an hour earlier. Give up that half an hour of sleep. In order to take up, perhaps, why not take Mark's gospel and read a few verses for half an hour every morning before you do anything else? Just a few verses of the Lord's word in the 16 chapters of that gospel. No, the end product is not doom and gloom, but a person renewed, reordered, and recentered, rather than self-centered, chorusing those well-known words of Martin Luther King, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Amen.